ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Based Edge podcast. We are back with episode eight, I believe. No, episode nine, episode eight, or episode nine, one of the two. It'll be in the title. Uh, and we're talking about something very exciting, something very close to my heart, uh, for those of you who may not know. Uh, Cape Independence is going to be the topic of the day, along with some other stuff, a lot of other stuff. But before we get into that, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joe Emilio, if you were listening in for the very first time, and my co-host, Mork Rock, ladies and gentlemen. Say hi, Mork. Hi, Mork. Always no, obedient. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome to the podcast. Nice yes. To see you again, Joe. It's been a while. It has been a while now that we're doing <sighs> this once a month, but it's, it's more manageable. It's more exciting. It is. So um, manageable. So we're enjoying this. We're enjoying doing once a month. That reminds me, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Shop, I always say Shopify, Spotify, uh, please come join us on YouTube and vice versa. If you're watching on YouTube or Rumble, come have a listen on uh, Apple iPod, Apple Pod, Apple Podcast. I can't talk today, Mark. It's fine. Apple, (laughs) Apple, Apple, Apple iPod. What? Oh, I can't either. Sorry, my you're, brain you're, is just jello. You're probably uh, listening to this on a pod or s- of some kind, so it's fine. Uh, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, drop a subscribe, drop a follow, whatever you want. Links to our social media in the description. Please go check it out. As well as a link to uh, our guest, who I'm going to introduce in a very short moment. He used to be, uh, well, I believe he's still part of the Cape Independence Advocacy Group, but he's taking a bit of a backseat with that and he has formulated his own political party it's called the referendum party i will leave links to both those organizations in the description below so you can check them out for yourself and we are going to start the conversation with cape independence ladies and gentlemen please welcome the one the only mr phil craig mm. hi joe hi mork great to be with Hello. you you too awesome <laughs> thanks uh thanks will for agreeing to be on our podcast it's very gracious of you and uh yeah i promise that we will give you like if you want to talk for two hours dude talk for two hours we're not gonna let that. this be a one <laughs> we're not gonna be this is not gonna be one side because you were on a you were on an interview just before just before we started uh having this interview uh, you were on uh, Metro FM, I think it was called. Um, I listened in, I tuned in, I wanted to hear what they had to say. Obviously, Metro FM being owned by SABC, you kind of know where the conversation is going to go. Um, and man, they were they were very one-sided. <laughs> well, there's a surprise. <laughs> I, 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 look, I, obviously, we take all interviews and sometimes we're pleasantly surprised and I... And I and, and, uh, you know, I had one uh, last week where we, uh, for example, uh, was on a radio show in in um, Kailisha, um, and uh, you know, you know what you're going to get, and it was a really fair, open, sensible discussion. And then you get other ones tonight where, effectively, you know, I, I I'm, I'm railed out so people can call me racist, <laughs> but it's fine. You know, you you at the end of the day, we make our point, and. Um, we, we, you know, it's the, the age-old story. There's no such thing as bad publicity. We, we you know, we've got to raise, it, uh, and we're going to go into some lions dens, and we're going to go into some friendly uh, venues, and, and you have to be able to cope with both. So I, I never get upset. I don't mind taking flack. I quite like it actually. No, I know you do. Uh, you, you love it. You like thrive on it. Um, <laughs> uh, let's for those who are listening for the very first time, don't know who you are, because there will be so those who don't know. Just very briefly. Uh, explain who you are, what the referendum party is all about. 
Sure. Okay. So yeah, my name is Phil Craig, and I, I co-founded about four years ago an organisation called the Cape Independence Advocacy Group. We're pushing for Western Cape independence um, based upon the democratic will of the people here. Um, and uh, you know, after a period of time, we realised that coming to this major uh, watershed elections in 2024, that we wanted to have some political representation. Uh, so as a project of the Cape Independence Advocacy Group, uh, we put up a political party called the Party. Um, which I, uh, which I'm, I'm now uh, leading for my sins, um, and uh, we'll be competing these elections, pushing with our whole purpose is to try and pressure the uh, Western Cape Premier to call a referendum on Cape independence. And that's that's very important for people to know that this that your party is not. I mean, you mentioned it in the interview as well. You don't have any aspirations to run the country. The main point of your party is to basically twist the arm of the DA, specifically Alan Windy, the premier of the Western Cape, to call a referendum, which, by the way, the DA did promise a year or two ago that they would allow that to happen. And ironically, uh, they broke that promise, and that's why you exist. <laughs> Thank you. Summed it up perfectly. <laughs> um, Let's get into uh, let's get into that that interview that just happened because like there's, there's there's there is one question that I feel you didn't get a chance to answer and and, and I feel that uh, I think his name is Michael uh, from Action SA yeah. um, he made a, a fair point I think um, basically saying that like he doesn't understand why the referendum party with its ambition to secede from South Africa or Western to have the Western Cape secede from South Africa, why you would want to join the multi-charter political parties that exist in that group because they, they are trying to save South Africa, right? Like they're standing for South Africa, for South Africans. Uh, They want to try and just get rid of the ANC um, and, in that have a coalition government beyond or if they win uh they will control south africa through a coalition so none of them with exception to a few who you and i know who they are none of them apparently want to secede or you know um separate south africa so phil why did you want to join the multi-charter Sure. So, look, so, so, look, so interesting. And I, and I think it's one of those funny things where, excuse me, the, the load shedding now, the fans have gone off, the lights have gone off. I was pre-prepared with a, with a backup light. See? So, so it looks relatively seamless, although it probably wasn't. But there we go. Uh, <laughs> South Africa at its best. We have to have made a plan in advance. Um, Look, so, so, and I think the, what, what's kind of missed in, in that interview, which obviously Metro FM is a, is a, is a, a, you know, a Gauteng radio station, so their context is different to our context. As, as you know, our fight is in the Western Cape. So that's where our primary battle is. And obviously that's got nothing to do with the multi-party charter, but we are standing nationally. So really, this is just a side issue for us. So we've got to think about what do our voters want? Now, imagine you're a voter for, for you, you support Cape Independence, you're living in Gauteng or KZN or, you know, um, the free state 
but you recognise that Cape independence is a really good idea and you know, South Africa is not going to be saved and so on and so forth. Um, so you're willing to vote for the referendum party, but you don't even live in the Western Cape. And you know, we, we've sort of got to move away from this kind of one, one you know, size fits all approach. The Western Cape, Cape independence is a great solution for Cape in, for the Western Cape itself, the people of the Western Cape. Many people will, will, will look to move there uh, once the Western Cape is, 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 is independent and, and provides a, you know, a, a frankly, a better future um, for people who are sort of ideologically aligned with our values. Um, but, but equally for other people, they still want to, you know, we still want to try and do what we can in the rest of South Africa. So ultimately, this was really kind of just our moral support. So the bizarre thing is the multi-party charter is relevant to us, um, but we, we decided that when we're going to stand nationally, that we were going to do our bit in the rest of South Africa to try and help remove the ANC. So we promised people that we'll vote in the in the in the Western Cape for Cape independence and to try and leverage the DA, but we promised not to allow the ANC back into power. And we promised that in the rest of the country we'd do what we could to help remove the ANC. So effectively this was just offering us offering to put our shoulder to the wheel and to support their project. And um, you know, so frankly they turned around and said, well we don't want your support. Uh, well that's fine. No problem. They don't have to have our support, uh, you you would have thought that how how you know that our that our few votes and potentially our one or two seats might have been useful. And because we've made the promise to voters, we've said, well, okay, no problem. We're still going to vote with you, whether you let us in or not, because we promised people that we would. And hell, it's nice to have politicians who actually do what they promise. So um, we're going to we're, we're going to sort of keep that promise. We don't really care whether we're in or out. Uh, we, we we try to help, and if they don't want our help, they don't want our help. You know, it's not it's not not a biggie. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a bizarre situation, and as you said, you know, there's a lot of inconsistencies here, and you have to recognise that from Action SA. This is political grandstanding. You know, the multi, the, yeah, before the multi-party charter had even even released and uh, announced the outcome, Action SA have have sprung ahead of it in the news, and, and and I know what happened in the meeting. And actually, there was no discussion of the referendum party because when the meeting was held inside of the multi-party charter, the uh, the referendum party simply said there is no point in even discussing this uh, because. We need to have a, a complete consensus with the new party and whatever they say, whatever you say, we're not going to let them in. So they kind of have made, taken a position on this. They're obviously trying to extract political capital and good luck to them. That's politics. No big deal. So, I mean, we haven't, haven't whined about it. They don't want us in. It's right. We won't join that club. It was, you know, it was, it was, it was you know, a, a, actually a, a, an act of, of, of helpfulness from our side and, and we'll still vote with them because we hate the ANC even more than they do. So, uh, no. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I think Michael accused you of sabotage, though, like, or at least attempting to 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 sabotage in a way where I think he said uh, you want to your strategy is to get into the multi-charter and steal votes or something like that. I cannot understand for one moment uh, the strategy or the thought process that goes behind the referendum party saying we're going to sign up to this thing, even though our only agenda is the Western Cape. Mm. And given that our stated intention published on our websites and everywhere else is not to take votes from the ANC, by the way, Phil, is to take votes from other parties in the multi-party charter so that you can leverage this issue in the Western Cape provincial government. So, you know, it's just a very confusing strategy that you're following, but... Um, which I found hilarious. I was laughing uh, because I'm like, but, but can you not see that the one common thing between RP and the multi-charter multi-charter team or alliance or whatever you want to call it 
Is that they hate the ANC. So, I mean, like, you know, and the RP doesn't want to run the country. He probably just give you the votes that whatever votes they get, like you just said, it will be a win-win. Just grow that block, so to speak. Um, but anyway, Michael, uh, love to have you on the show as well. Uh, if you ever watch this, uh, you know, uh, I, I have a lot. Of, like, I was, Phil, I was listening in. And I was like, if this was my podcast... <laughs> <laughs> like that guy got so lucky like that host was so biased it wasn't even funny like you you came on you answer you 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 were smart you i think you got like three questions and and you're so experienced now that you know that like you don't have a lot of time and the one question i don't think you answered it but I mean, you did something good where you were like, listen, I'm, you basically were like, listen, stuff that question. I'm going to address what Michael said, um, <laughs> which I loved. Um, and it's why you're on the show, because based. Um, but <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it, 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 a very one-sided interview. Um, is there anything that uh, you feel you wanted to say on that interview that you didn't get a chance that you may want to address, let people know of now? No, look, that, look. I think they carried on the discussion after I left, which was great. And obviously, I had a, I, I was booked for a, for a, fa a fairly short period of time anyway. So, my, so I clearly had a roll on, roll off part. I guess I was the, the bad guy in the Punch and Judy show. Uh, but I, look, I mean, I think no, yeah, I've spent it on dealing with that. I think there's a, I think one of the funny things with the multi-party charter, one of the issues that we had with Action SA, so we had no issue at all with not being included in the multi-party charter. Uh, we did want to reply to some of the allegations that that, that around Cape independence, which which Action SA had made was more important. And one of the look, so 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 one of them was around the constitution, but I think I dealt with that tonight. Um, the other one was was you know the action as I said look the only solution uh, it, yeah the multi-party charter is the only solution well I mean frankly that's absolutely ridiculous uh, given that, that all of the polls show that the multi-party charter is is going to probably come at least ten points short of a majority and there's there's virtually zero chance of the multi-party charter governing the notion that that would be the only solution. It's totally ridiculous. Um, but even tonight, what I probably would have said is, is, is an example that you know, they're talking about. Hang on a second. If we can get the ANC under 50 percent, and I think they will get the ANC. We will get the ANC under 50 percent. And that's and that's great. And but it, but that isn't the end of the game. The ANC is still going to lead the government. Um, and with excuse me. We're still going to have, in fact, it's going to be a worse government because the ANC is going to have to find its partners from the radical left. And, and the ANC government is going to lurch to the left of where it is now. And it's going to be a disaster. And one of the test cases that I always think is hilarious, not hilarious for the for the people, uh, but actually I think it's, it's a, an example they forget, is that in Joburg in 2021, exactly what they're telling us now is the panacea of all of our problems they got. They got the ANC to 34% in 2021. Uh, they got the EFF to 11%. So collectively, those two parties had 45% of the vote and the multi-party charter had 46% of the Never going to get that solution in South Africa, but they got exactly what they're saying is the perfect solution. What happened? In 2023, the DA brought a motion calling for new elections in Johannesburg because actually the 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 the, the, the breaking up of the of the vote had rendered Johannesburg ungovernable and all and service delivery had collapsed and everybody in Johannesburg was suffering as a consequence. So there you've got exactly their solution they're trying to sell us 
they've done at a smaller scale in Joburg, and they themselves are on record saying it was a complete disaster and, and ended up in, in a dysfunctional government that literally ended up in, in, in a catastrophe for the people. And now they're taking exactly the same solution and saying, but nationally, this is the solution. I mean, it's insane. So, and I think that was one of our issues around, you know, it's like, okay, by all means, push your multi-party charter, we'll support you, but hell, don't put all your eggs in that basket. You know, and I think that's what, and then you come back to the Western Cape, where actually the, the, the you know the parties, the DA and let's call it the sort of centre right parties, have about sixty percent of the vote, can govern absolutely uh, uh, without any drama whatsoever, and can deliver. And why on earth wouldn't you want that as your national government? Um, so yeah, there it is. But anyway, that, 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 that's that. <laughs> Yeah, no, fair, fair enough to say. Um, what, uh, Mork? You've been very quiet, man. Do you have anything? To no, ask? no, I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm still getting, I'm getting into this. Okay. All right. You, you're warming up. All right. Uh, yeah, no, well, no, I'm warming up. I'm just getting my, my feels around it. Yeah, because okay. it's like the, the point. That, the first thing when you said that it's the governing, like, what happened with Joburg, the example, right? But if they had to get the entire country, that would it would be in, beneficial for the ANC and for the EFF to make this bilateral or multi-party governing system a complete shit show, because yeah. that would be politically and um, it would be politically in their best interest to do so. Because then they can go back and go social media and go look what happens when we share governance with other parties. Nothing ever happens, and then it's great done. You don't need to do anything further. They all they'll do is just fuck it up for the rest of the you know for as long as it it, it, it dura the entire duration of it. Sorry, that's true. When you stay, by the way, Mork. So oh, I stay in Cape Town. Okay, you're also Cape Townian. Cool. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Look how excited he got. Look, he's got so giddy and like ah oh, yeah yeah. One of us. One of us. <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, there was a few things that was said in the interview that I, I'd like to maybe get into because I think it will also, uh, you know, be it's part of the conversation of Cape Independence anyway. Uh, one of which was, um, which, you know, Phil and I, you and, you and I have discussed this many times. We did a space on it. Uh, you've been on my other YouTube channel, uh, Joe Emilio Show, by the way, link in the description. Also, Mork has a YouTube channel. Check it out. Link in the description. But Phil, you've been on my show many times. Uh, we've we've talked about this whole idea. And this is this was like very you could feel it in the interview. They're really pushing this idea that that, uh, you know, the whole Cape independence movement is a is a, how did he word it? I want to get what he said. Racially segregationist. Uh, yeah, I saw the tweet this morning where I said this is from News Africa. They tweeted Action XA rejected the referendum party's bid to join the multi uh, multi party charter, and Michael Blumenroth, whatever, yeah. says the independence idea is offensive and based on segregation. Yeah, well, uh, and wow. in the interview, he said racially segregationist. Would you say that the Cape Independence um, is a racist political movement? I think it's racially segregationist. Uh, basically, the interview what? is attacking. Yeah, the, the interview is attacking uh, Cape Independence, the Cape Independence movement. Uh, basically, saying that it's racist and all that stuff, and they want segregation, but neg negating the fact that. Oh, and he said that um, something along the lines of they want people that look like me more than they want people that look like you. And he was he was talking to the to the host. <laughs> Uh, implying basically that 
Cape Independence wants more white people than black people, which is, I mean, you heard Phil laughing because it's, it's like the craziest, most unrealistic thing to say. But Phil, please. Look, it's 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 so it's almost hardly worth it. Look, I, frankly, you know, I have to understand that basically, if I go on Twitter, you know, every second thing, I'm called racist constantly. I, you know, at the end of the day, actually, Michael Beaumont just used a, a, a tried to find really polite ways to say you racist bastard, <laughs> and it's fine. He, he, the day, let him say it. I've long since decided I couldn't really care less what people call me. I, I think I've said in one of my one of my um, videos before. You know, I know who I am. I'll, I'll answer to my uh, to, uh, to to my own conscience and and to uh, and and to God and everybody else can bugger off. Couldn't really care what they think. I, I'm going to speak my truth and 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 frankly, you know, there's that. Uh, I, I, you know me. I love my Churchill quotes. Uh, yeah. And and, it, and and one of them said, you, you know, if you stop to argue with every dog that barks at you along the way, you'll never reach your destination. You know, they, who cares? If people want to call me racist, let them call me racist. I, you know, I even thought having a T-shirt made up that said, I am a racist. And let, 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 <laughs> let them get on with it. I, I couldn't care less. And the irony is, if you let your words do your talking, it's it's so much easier. We we you know in the day say so here we are. You've been at our marches. You've seen what they look like. You know we're busy we're busy putting up our candidate list. You know our, so we only put up about ten candidates. We'll have people from all races. In, in on our candidate list, you know, at the end of the day, whenever whenever actually you look under the cover, there's nothing. But but frankly, you can't. If somebody thinks, yeah, what you've got the bottom line is, Beaumont doesn't like this idea. He he comes from a party that's race obsessed, and therefore he's going to see race in everything. Yeah, you know, from our point of view, I, we come from a party who genuinely is non-racial. We aren't race obsessed, and frankly, we couldn't care less what people think or say. We're just going to do our thing. Um, you know, and and yeah, and we have these beautiful moments. We we last week we opened up our, our first branch in Kailisha this morning the guy there Loyolo went and, and we're collecting signatures went and collected 60 signatures for the referendum party for the IEC in Kailisha this morning you know at the end of the day so the reality on the ground is people don't you know at the end of the day you 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 you, you people uh, um what can I say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the reality is the reality. And, and, and you must just let these people say what they want to say. Frankly, Beaumont's never going to vote for the referendum party. Uh, Gorby, uh, uh, she's never going to vote for the referendum party. We're not going to get very many votes from, from their listeners in Gauteng. Who cares? Yeah, that's not our... I think we're after the votes from the people of the Western Cape. Uh, and, and, you know, some people are going to like us. Some people are going to hate us. And and, 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 and who cares about the haters? Let's worry about the lovers, you know? <laughs> well, speaking of haters, um, when they were... They had a segment in the interview where they were playing uh, WhatsApp uh, voice notes from, from listeners. And not one, not one was in favor of Cape Independence. And, I'm, and even Morg was like, that's their producers. Their producers yeah. are nitpicking this. I, I bet I'm like hopeful that like there was like 20 that were for it. And like <laughs> it was just the one or two that weren't. <laughs> and they were like, OK, let's just play this. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I, I think, listen, for anybody who's listening and has that preconceived notion that Cape Independence is a racist movement, like I, I'm going to say it. There are some people in the movement that can be a bit radical. I mean, in any movement, there's there's radical uh, individuals. Uh, and I, I, didn't even, I haven't even joined the bit yet, so you're referring to me. <laughs> Why not? 
I'm talking about ULA. Uh, Phil won't say it, but I will. Um, they, some of them, some of them. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily say ULA, uh, the leadership, uh, but there are some members or not even members. There's just some people that are around that circle. Um, whether they're followers, supporters, members, I don't know. But they hang around that WhatsApp group and or Telegram group specifically. And um, they say horrible things. I'm not going to lie. I've seen the screenshots every time uh, someone want, accuses the Cape Independence movement, not necessarily referendum party, but just the movement of being racist. I see these discussions that were had that were probably in either ULA uh, groups, and I have no proof of that, and I'll be honest about that. But uh, the rhetoric I've seen in the group um, and some Facebook groups as well uh, and stuff like that, there is always going to be a radical side of any movement, okay? Having said that, though, and I'm going to say this as clearly as I possibly can, Cape Independence Party, ULA, even Freedom Front Plus, these three organizations slash uh, political party groups support Cape Independence. But the only one that you should be voting for in, if you support Cape Independence in the ballot box is the referendum party. And I'll tell you why. Because this man that is sitting right here, there, um, <laughs> he has done so much for this movement when he was a spokesperson of the Cape Independence Advocacy Group. He has fought tooth and nail. I believe, and it's my opinion, that the reason why we're talking about Cape Independence at the moment in the mainstream is because of this man next to me. Yes, there have been people that helped him and phil will say that he'll say there's other people involved and hell yeah there's a lot of people involved but phil was the face for quite a long time it's pissed off some people it's pissed off a lot of people but he has grinded he has worked and i've seen what he has done for this movement and the team that surrounds him would have done for this movement if there's anyone that i will put my money on it's 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 this man right here so if you want my, um, what's it called? Endorsement? Here it is. Vote referendum uh, party. And I trust, trust me, you'll, you'll have no regrets because this, this man is not a politician. Like, I'm, Phil, I, I don't know if that hurts your feelings, but you're, you're not a politician. <laughs> you're you're, 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 you're uh, a great guy, um, but you're like, I uh, uh, you're not Donald Trump. But I'm, what I'm, I was going to say you're like Donald Trump, but I'm, what I meant was like in the sense that you're not a politician. Like Donald Trump is like a business entertainer, like a businessman entertainer. You're not an entertainer, but you are a, a, civil, a civilian. You're a normal South African. I don't think – I don't know if you studied politics or, or whatever. But, um, you know, to me, at least in the build-up to you getting to referendum party – there was a time when you told me you didn't really have any aspirations to to be in a political party. And I still don't. That's the irony. So thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, we, I, I'm definitely a reluctant politician. I, look, I'm a political activist. That's what I am. Somebody who's, who's that, that, that's and actually I've ended up 
running a political party by default. Um, I, I never wanted to. I definitely don't want political power. It's not my ambition. My actual ambition is to, is to secure Cape independence, retire and write a book about the whole process, which will be absolutely fascinating because nobody will ever believe what's gone on in the background. I mean, it's just... Uh, you know, and, and, and you yeah, know, perception. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I will buy that book in a heartbeat, man. Like, seriously, that, that was so many. There'll, there'll be a Netflix special on it. Like, <laughs> only if we win. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the irony. You 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 you, you graft, and, and, and these margins are very small, aren't they? If, if we deliver Cape Independence, I'll be a best-selling author. Uh, if, if we if, if 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 we just come up slightly short, nobody will ever have heard of me. <laughs> I'd have been that, that idiot who witted on about Cape Independence for a few years. <laughs> so best make sure we win. <laughs> Well, as I as I alluded, you know, like you you came onto the scene. I think during I think I think the movement and Cape Independence Advocacy Group, in my opinion, or at least when I started to notice you guys, was during the lockdowns, the South African lockdowns. Is really when the idea really started to fester with the South African people. So, what were you doing before that? Like what? what like because you got a British accent. You're obviously from the UK, but like what? What even? got into your mind to pursue this so well um yeah good question <clears throat> so i i always thought it was going to be inevitable so so first of all i have an interest in politics i've never been a politician but i but i like it yeah i always like to say that three things you should never talk at a bar isn't it sex religion and politics and i, I love all three <laughs> so that's me <laughs> so so uh, so, so, so politics has always been an interest for me, and 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 here we are. We we so we sort of find myself watching, and I come to this new country, and I kind of made sense of it. And over you know over sort of fifteen years, I've sort of watched as things have started to go horribly wrong, and and. We, for me, there was always a natural look. You, you could see this ideological divide. So effectively, South Africa was becoming more and more radical. And when I say radical, I'm talking about African nationalism, black nationalism, if we, if we sort of call it for what it is. Um, yeah, and actually, the, the rise of Malema, uh, the, you know, the moving of the ANC from a, from a relatively moderate organization to a much more radical left wing organization that was yeah, that, that was starting to drive a nationalistic, a racial nationalistic agenda. Uh, and my view was, well, look, this thing will kind of sort itself out fairly naturally. I mean, here you are, you've got this section of the country in, in the Western Cape where m most people, you know, aren't African nationalists. You know, you've, the majority of the population come from the ethnic minorities. And these people are never going to sit around while these lunatics get more and more power. They're just going to separate themselves off. And I was just absolutely convinced this was going to happen. And I was going to be a merry spectator in the whole process. Uh, and then as sort of things got worse and worse and worse and nobody did anything, um, you know, I, I, I started to sort of get more and more frustrated, but I didn't really feel it was my place precisely because I'm British. But as you, as, as you know, because you've met her, I'm married to an Afrikaner. And, and um, it was on my mind. And actually, I went to an Enchiad church. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't go very often, but I go with my wife to an Enchiad church. And um, one and, and there was a there was a, a preacher there called uh, Benny van Rensburg. He's he's retired now, and unfortunately, he's not very well. Um, so uh, the 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 uh, and ironically, he never knew this story. And I went and saw him last week or two weeks ago. Uh, he, he's got a little antique shop now. I went and told him. I said, look, you probably don't know that that you that a sermon you gave four years ago turned into a political movement. <clears throat> so uh, so I told him the story. Um, 
So, but he stood up and he always preached on politics, and I loved it. I always wanted to be the next. I like the other perfect a preacher that talks religion and politics together. Fantastic, and he and he, but he stood up and he said to to, to the congregation, the big congregation, um, there's absolutely no point in coming to a church on Sunday and praying that God is going to save South Africa if you're going to go home on Monday and do nothing about it yourself. You actually have to get out of the pews and do something. Um, and, I, and of course, it's absolutely the truth. And, and literally at that moment in time, that kind of struck me. I knew it was the truth. It was just the right message at the right time. I spoke to my wife uh, and I went home and I said, look, this is how I feel about this. And um, yeah, but obviously here's me, this obviously British person. If I stand up and I start uh, talking about Cape independence, um, we're going to get an awful lot of flack. Uh, you know, are you up for this? And she said, no, absolutely, I'm up for this. It's our children, it's our family. You know, and and um, so that was that. So then I went, actually, fun enough, I went and spoke to Cape Exit. I went and spoke to the Cape Independence Party. Um, and I actually went and spoke to the, to the ULA briefly um, to sort of find out about these people and to see what their views were. I actually wrote a document. The first thing, I wrote a document called um, A Marketer's Guide, because my background is in sales and marketing, A Marketer's Guide to Cape Independence. And I laid out um, what needed to be done from a marketing perspective to deliver Cape Independence. And I sent it to all three organizations and I had discussions with them all. Um, and out of that, none of them really... Uh, none of them really hit the nail on the head let's say they were you know they, they, they all had bits and they were all good people and I you know it was a useful process but actually I could see that none of them had 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 the sort of had had it in them or had it or had the tactics down if you're right to do what it was and none of them were willing to embrace my idea and they didn't have to embrace my idea um but I but I knew my idea was right <laughs> being an arrogant sop so i so so i so then we then we started an organization uh, you know actually i i worked closely with a little group of, of people who were sort of disaffected at the ula funny enough uh, who were the who were the the, the non-racists um and uh, we, we we ultimately uh, formed this group there was four of us uh, and uh, we, we we then formed the cape independence advocacy group actually what happened was unbeknown to me there was a guy who who was involved at the ULA who, who sort of brought us on at the side because the ULA aren't really fighting for Cape independence but at that point I didn't really understand the landscape I didn't know how racist they were and this guy his name was Ronnie Ronnie Fadavada and 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 yeah and and Ronnie Ronnie very cleverly said got this little group of people at the side and kept them away from all of the racist people and 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 he and the idea was that he was going to take this this plan and then and then turn the ULA around so that it became a, a sensible organization but it very came, came clear that he couldn't turn the ULA around because they didn't want to be turned around and then I'd said to him well look, rather than trying to do that why don't you just you leave the ULA and 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 and, and I never I had never joined the ULA but, but he was there and, and, and my other colleague and um, Renee Dr Renee Pretorius and the two of them were there and they left the ULA uh, and they joined myself and another guy Kerry Parsons and uh, the, the, the four of us then formed the uh, uh, the Cape Independence Advocacy Group very quickly joined by uh, Joe Buerto, I think you've met, and then the five of us for, for, for a while were the, the, the driving force behind the CIAG, and then we started to collect people, Neil, Kishi, probably met, and Tessa, and then there was a, the group just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and more and more people came in, um, and uh, that was the CIAG. So it really was, and, and if ever there was a sort of a lesson for people, who people think they're powerless, you know, they're, what, they know people say, what can I do? What can I do? Well, the answer is, you can do anything. I, I went from being 
I still am a nobody. Don't take the there. But I went from from an absolute nobody, nothing. Nobody knew me. I had no pedigree. It's not that I've got degrees in this, but actually, I was just an ordinary guy who wanted to make a difference. And you know, three years later, I'm writing bills in Parliament. I'm running the Western Cape Devolution Group. You know, you're you're for and actually. That's a testament, not not to to, to 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 me, but just how much you actually can achieve in a democracy. You get off your asses and try and do something about it. As long as you sit there and feel sorry for yourself and say there's nothing we can do, then there's nothing you can do. But when you stand up, you can achieve more than you ever, ever, ever thought possible. And one of the most, you know, if we ever write that book, it's going to be totally inspirational. And the story is going to be of ordinary people really ordinary people you'd pass in the street and think nothing of and think, well, hang on a second, you know, those 30 people or 40 people literally changed history and who the hell were they? And, and one of the things I've sort of found afterwards is, is when I, when I now looking back, you realise that Benjamin Franklin or Winston Churchill or, or, or Charles de Gaulle or Nelson Mandela, we think of them after the fact as special people, you know, these totally, but they weren't. They were just totally, totally ordinary people who became special because of what it achieved. And and anybody can be a Nelson Mandela. Anybody can be a Charles de Gaulle. Anybody can be a Winston Churchill. They just have to do it. I think that's a very powerful message. Uh, except for I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Nelson Mandela in that in that uh, Avenger team. But um, uh, yeah, sure, uh, Mork. Come on, man. Are so you gonna... I just wanted to know. So, Phil, you said you were nobody before this. I mean, is this obviously the, the rumors are then true? You like the whole vibe is you say you were nobody, but that kind of gets into the rumors of you being an international man of mystery. You work for the M, you know, any true truth to this? You're like, we don't know anything about your past. And did you quit this? Or do you still work for MI6 while you've. Why are you doing, you know, you started Cape Independence and got into politics? Absolutely. You know, look, I, look MI6 is my employer. Uh, I'm very grateful. You know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's important. It's difficult to have, you know, I can get paid in hard currencies. I have to hide most of my money. So I, so I, so I pretend to drive around in a 10-year-old Toyota Corolla. But actually, if you if you, if you you open the secret facade of my house, my row of Bentleys are there behind. And, you know, <laughs> and I drink very fat Huben cigars. <laughs> and your real name is Bond, James Bond. That's just... That's <laughs> Listen, you don't, you don't think Daniel Craig became a Craig by coincidence. <laughs> oh my God, I see it now. I see it now. <laughs> a, a, a license to secede. Oh. <laughs> a license to thrill. So I am a very mediocre businessman, is the honest answer. I um, So I, 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 I did my... I, 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 look, I, was in the UK. I was fairly successful in my early days in corporate. Uh, I actually left. I had a business that kind of did quite well and grew, made it, made a few of the sort of typical mistakes where you grow too fast and got really fed up with it because it just didn't give me the life that I wanted. I closed it down, came to South Africa, uh, built a guest house and spa with my first wife, got divorced, had a load of land, uh, built some houses uh so so my primary income is sort of rental income uh, then i always went to, as, a, as a as a consultant and i worked actually in, in a few things but i worked in the solar industry and 
and then when I had when I got remarried, young children. So for those that the Afrikaans listeners, a lot Lamaki and a lot of Lamaki. So so I so I, I have some very very young children. In fact, when I go to pick up my kids from school, often if there's a new teacher or, or another fire, then, then, then I often get called, "Hey, hey, Oprah's come to collect you." <laughs> So I, I work out, if my youngest finishes university, I'll be seventy-two. So, I, <laughs> so, so, so anyway, there we go. So, and and um, yeah, that, that, so so when I was, then I ended up doing commercial property because I was in this little small town, Wellington, where I stay, and uh, which I love. Uh, and I, I now had property of my own that was renting out, and I thought, well, okay, what the hell? I I, I let's do some commercial property, and I. I did commercial property for a while. When I the first two years of the CIAG, I was still doing commercial property. I was yeah, that, I didn't get paid. I was working for free, and I had a full time job. And I did everything I did. I did in my spare time. And eventually, you know, the CIAG became so successful that I just couldn't do that. And I went on a sabbatical. I've never actually been back. So so I um, oh, wow. well, I went up with them. It's it's and and, and and yeah, that's how it sort of started. So yeah, that, that's that's. But so so what am I? I'm somebody who's who's done okay in business, got a few houses, not poor, definitely not rich. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, but happy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now I see why a lot of the uh, Twitter guys on 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 X are saying, "Give me back the land." See, you just yeah. you, you own Very land, cool. and you got to give it back, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Stop yeah, taking the Western Cape. So you you started with like a few little plots right now, and now you want the whole of the Western Cape. Is this what you're trying? Yeah. To oh, oh, there we go. Truth comes out exposed. <laughs> you know, you're. You, this is like what I really wanted to get into is like who is Phil Craig? You know, you say you're a businessman. You you did all right for yourself. You got you got a few kids. I didn't know you were. Uh, I didn't know this was your second marriage. Um, how how did you meet your wife, the current one? Walking in the mountains, ironically. So I we I had another a friend, and we we went and I, I love walking up. Well, so I kind of funny enough when I came to South Africa, I was sort of half retired and not working too much. And then when when I got divorced and remarried, that that had to change very quickly. Um, but uh, but but anyway, you know, I had got a good circle of friends, and, and I had a, a a friend that that I used to go walking with, and, and she and I went walking one time, and then she said, no, "I'm going to bring a friend with me," and um, she 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 brought my second wife, Jonah, and um, the, the following week, uh, my actual my actual friend, as well my, my my original friend, couldn't come, but Jonah and I went walking, uh, and and so on, and we walked for quite a while, and I said to her, "Look, you know what? I had to follow her a single track." Uh, uh, path for about seven kilometers and after watching a bottom jiggle for seven seven kilometers i was smitten <laughs> so that, oh. that was it and then she then, then i found out she what we went to watch some rugby so it was rugby beer i think it was like well, okay we hell what's not to love aren't africans women great <laughs> <laughs> um and y y did you come to south africa like when you came the first time that was during your first marriage or did you come to south africa for your first marriage no no my first my first wife was also british so so um 
I, my, my, my first marriage was, and I, I'm, she, she probably she watches some of these shows, so she'll laugh. But I, that might say my first marriage was a bit of a screw up. Um, but it was fine. So I, 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 I was with my first wife for, for, for eight years, it was seven years before we got married. Uh, and, and, and then I was married and divorced within a year. And we were in marriage guidance after two weeks. <laughs> after the, so it's, it's, fair, it's fair to say that the marriage part didn't work out too well. But it helped us realize that we weren't really suited for each other. <laughs> so yeah. um and, and we still and ironically we're still good friends um my in fact when when i got married the second time people will laugh uh, but they but we were working out who was going to sort of organize the day we put together a wedding but we did my, my, my wife was going to do something so we can't be organizing it on the day let's find somebody else who can organize it so she said well I don't, who should we ask and i said well they might think it's crazy but my first wife is really good at organizing stuff um, <laughs> Can we ask her? So she said, okay. So so my my first wife organized the ran the wedding on the day uh, very happily and no problem, no drama. Uh, my my wives get on very well and we and we and we camp every year on my birthday. My first wife and second wife always come camp together, not in the same tent. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean. Okay. <laughs> 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 Whatever works for you, man. Um, no, but it, you know what? It's, it's, you know, I think a lot of couples, uh, whether they marry or they don't marry, have a very long relationship, would like to stay friends, you know? Um, and most of the time, it doesn't work out that way. And if you guys have found a way to be civil, and uh, especially, I mean, I'm going to ask another question. Um, do you have kids with the first wife? No, so, uh, so funny enough, I have six children in total, but but uh, and look, and they're all mine. So I think, but biologically, only the last two are mine. So I so I, before I before my last wife, I made a habit of, of raising other people's children. So uh, so I, okay. I have a stepdaughter in, in 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 the UK, um, uh, who who is from before my first wife. Um, and then I I um the, the, I like to try before I buy. <laughs> the, the, uh, then the, the then I have uh, sorry. <laughs> <Mini appropriate. laughs> uh, then I, I, I um, my uh, first wife had a had a stepson or had a son who's my stepson. He lives in South Africa, um, and then my uh, my current wife had two daughters from her previous marriage. So the, so there's four di directly in our family, uh, although one is now moved out because she's 27. Um, so I've got three kids <laughs> in the house. Um, who are uh, 16, 7, and 5. Uh, and then I've got step, and then I've got a stepdaughter at 27, uh, and then a stepson at 13, a stepdaughter in the UK at 30. So I haven't spread. In fact, my, my, my uh, granddaughter is, is, is two years younger than my daughter. Oh, wow. <laughs> Youngest daughter. <laughs> Big family, though. Big wow. family. Christmas must be a ball. Um, but <laughs> um, the, reason why, the reason why I was asking is because, like, um, uh, my point was like if you are friends with your ex and it's still like a good friendship and you've had kids together then that's excellent because you know the, the kids yeah. will still feel loved and and all this and my parents are divorced uh they got divorced when i was older though like i was like 18 already by the time they got divorced um but it was still a, a knock on my life um and uh you know unfortunately my parents are not friends uh but I, it would have been great if they were uh, so that's all I was trying to say. Um, what else? Uh, Mork, you've, you, you had a good question there. You, uh, you want to ask him about uh, any other MI6 uh, 
Oh, no. Espionage. <laughs> no, actually, I, I mean, I, I want to, I sort of, I want to ask a, just sort of a layman's question between the two, right? Because I'm not very as 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 caught up with Joe as Joe is with the sort of whole thing. What is the difference to the layman between the Cape Independence Advocacy Group and the Referendum Party? And is the Referendum Party a political party? And like, I mean, just as a complete layman, because I've had I had the wife asking me, so I think it would be like a nice. Can Basic. I take this one, sir? Please, can go, I go, answer? Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cape Independence Advocacy Group is what it is in the name advocacy group. So they're a lobbyist group. They pressure politicians and political parties. Uh, that's the main point of them. Uh, and then Referendum Party is a political party. So the Cape Independence Advocacy Group is not a political party, whereas the Referendum Party is a political party, but with the sole purpose not to control South Africa, but to pressure the DA into calling a referendum for the Western Cape people to decide on whether or not the Western Cape should secede. Okay, so the question would be is then what if hypothetically say the referendum party wins the Western Cape? Yeah. What, then happens? what happens? No, no, I mean, I mean like hypothetically. No, no look, I, th I tell you here's a, a good way to look at it. So Solidarity and AFRI Forum are the same organization, but they're different organizations. Yeah. Solidarity came first, uh, and then actually they had a particular project and they, and they established AFRI Forum. And over time, AFRI Forum probably became better known than Solidarity. You know, they sort yeah. they, 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 yeah. so, of so, uh, Solidarity was the parent and AFRI Forum was the child. So think of the same thing. The Cape Independence Advocacy Group is the parent. That was the organization. And, and, and we've done all sorts of things strategically. We've done polling. We've done marches. We set up the Devolution Working Group. Uh, yeah, we, we, we wrote the, the Western Cape People's Bill. Um, and actually, we, we then came to this election and we realized we needed to have some skin in the game at the election. So the CIAG created the referendum party. So the, so the referendum party is the CIAG's baby. And effectively, we're still one organization. It's just a, it's just kind of a, a, for now, it's a project of the CIAG. Now, just like Afri Forum have done, it could be that the, that the baby becomes bigger than the parent. You know, who knows what's going to happen down the line? Uh, and, and obviously, we'll just deal with that as, as, that, as that happens. We, you know, we haven't really got to worry about it too much. We, you know, but effectively, we're all based in one office. It's the same people that are running the organizations. Yeah. We do have some compartmentalization on, on social media where we say, look, you run the CIG account, we'll run the... Uh, and, and, <clears throat> you know, and, and we try to be fair. So, for example, um, the CIG has just put out a voting guide. Now, in the voting guide, we've said to people, you must vote for Cape Independence. And here's the three political parties that you should vote for, either the Cape Independence Party or the Referendum Party, or the Freedom Front Plus. And that's where we just tried to have integrity. We could say, well, hey, everybody vote for the referendum party, which obviously would be our first choice. Um, but we don't, because we, you know, at the end of the day, we, we, we have to act with some integrity. And, and conscious of that, when we formed the, people won't believe this, but when we formed the referendum party, we created an oversight committee and we invited the Cape Independence Party, the Freedom Front Plus and Cape Exit to come and sit on the oversight site committee of the thing because we want and, and and i think when it comes back it's like with the ex-wives you know the 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 that the, when it comes back to the story you, you recognize that not making trouble finding ways to work together is a far more productive way of getting things done um and then that doesn't mean i mean listen i don't mind having a fight you can you know in the day you've 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 you've, you've seen that you know i'm not a shrinking violet but actually where, where you can kind of build consensus and not take things to heart and just sort of find a way of moving forward 
together it's obviously infinitely preferable to 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 fighting all the time and like you know, you know so he didn't want to, to the cip and for um for the freedom front to see us as a threat we we, we wanted them to see us as, a, as an ally even if you know perhaps it might not be what they really wanted um and you've seen and actually for the most part you know kpex it and, and and the freedom front plus we've worked together fairly well bit more difficult at times with with cape independence party but even that will pass you know and and, and we, we'll continue to do the right things there and uh you know and for the most part so will they so yeah cool um, I did want to ask about you. You brought it up, uh, the Devolution Group. Um, I maybe I've missed it, but I haven't seen much updates from that group. I mean, can you share anything? Yeah. So, so, there's, so there's not much. Look, so there's not much going on there at the moment. Is the is the honest answer? Uh, but I think part of looks. So, so I think I think there are two reasons for that. But I think probably the the overarching one is this election year, and and and, and politicians have a very very different. Uh, um, agenda in election year than in other years. So at this point in time, everybody's worried about how they're going to get themselves elected, uh, and and perhaps are less open to you know they've sort of entrenched their positions, written their manifestos, taken up you know, you know uh, 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 positions on certain things, and they're not really going to. <coughs> And, and, and therefore, we're not likely to see anything from the devolution working group till after the elections. Look, we do have these two bills before Parliament, the People's Bill and the Power Bill. Uh, the, the devolution working group is in existence um, that, you know, there, 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 there is some minor communications on the on the sort of a WhatsApp group. And, and, and you know, the, 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 there, there is minor communications there, but we're not active at this point in time. But I do believe we will become active again. I mean, clearly, to a certain extent, there were some lines in the sand. Um, and, and we drew them. So I can't really grumble. One, one was, well, OK, uh, are, are, are the DA going to support the Western Cape People's Bill or not? And the second one is, are they going to, to honour the promise they made to hold a referendum or not? And coming up to the elections, we needed to know, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep your promises or are you not? And obviously, if you're not going to keep your promises, then, then we, we've got to put up a party and, 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 and come up with a different plan, which is exactly what's happened. So, yeah, and there's, yeah, yeah, there's, 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 it's a bit more fraught at the moment. Um, you know, I don't suppose we're on the DA's Christmas card list, but I mean, like all things, these will pass. They tried to, you know, they tried to take us to court and we were, we were, um, yeah, we, 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 we um, gave them a bit of a bloody nose on that. And, and so it, 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 let's, yeah, let, that, that'll kind of unfold itself. And I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll business will get back to normal after the, uh, after the elections. Cause I mean, yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we'll all have to move on to whatever the next stage of the plan is. Absolutely. Um, and I think, Maybe just so that people understand, because you mentioned the devolution group, but maybe some people don't know what exactly it is and its point. Yeah. Mork, are you yeah. okay? I have no idea what the devolution group is. Yeah, so there you go. <coughs> No, so look, so what so what happened after the twenty twenty one election? So let's just sort of kind of set the scene. So the twenty twenty one elections were quite quite pivotal. First of all, um, we, we the DA for the, the ANC first of all fell below fifty percent for the first time. 
So now suddenly there was almost this euphoria that Africa saved. You know, and and it, it wasn't very sensible, but it, but, it, but it was a political factor. We had to deal with it. So that was one of the, one of the issues. Um, and then we kind of had to work out how do we move forward through this space. So we decided as, as, the, as the CIG that, hang on a second, the most sensible thing to do in this next phase of the plan is to just try and build consensus. So we approached a number of organizations, primarily the DA, Freedom Front Plus, um, the, the UIM, Action SA, uh, oh, Action SA, the, the Action Society, uh, some academics, and a whole group of people. And we said, look, let's not worry about where we think this is going to end. We all want more autonomy for the Western Cape. Some of us want devolved powers, because that was in the DA's manifesto. Some of us want federalism, uh, and there were a few parties, including the DA, who formally supported federalism. And some of us want Cape independence. But ultimately, what we all need to do is make the first step. So rather than rather than uh, falling out over where we see this whole process end, why don't we take hands and at least make sure this whole process starts? Um, and we put together this Western Cape Devolution Working Group, and we met, and it was fantastic, and it has been really, really successful. So, so out of that working group, the, the, the biggest outputs, I mean, there have been some disappointments, uh, but, but primarily because, you know, getting people to do things, getting, uh, yeah, what we found is getting people to talk about things and agree to do them was quite easy. You know, and I would say about, you know, probably about 10% of things that the, the, the Western Cape government agreed to do actually did, uh, and, and, and that's a frustration. But actually, the 10% they did do are radical. And right now, we, you've seen all of these problems with the, with the Western Cape uh, Provincial Powers Bill. Well, that Provincial Powers Bill came out of the devolution working group the western cape people's bill came out of the devolution working group so out of those projects yeah we're seeing real legislation <clears throat> in parliament um and and the referendum legislation was on board before but it but it was yeah it kind of had been pushed to one side and we got that back so so as a result of that we're seeing real legislative change in the, and it, and, it, and it had changed attitudes and of course we've slightly fallen out with the da because effectively yeah, you know, how I describe our relationship with the DA is 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 the, the sort of the, the DA are the status quo. They kind of want to go forward, but they can see the edge of the cliff and they're a bit scared of it. And they think, and we're behind them with a cattle prod saying, "Go further, go further. You've got to get so." Um, and 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 that you know that probably is the correct relationship between the government and 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 activists. So we're constantly pushing the DA saying, "You're a bunch of wussies. You're 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 you're, you're you've got no courage. You've got no balls. Why the hell do you talk and never deliver?" you know do this do that and of course they're oh yes but we can't do this and we can't do that and we can't do the other um and and but as a result of all of that we have all at least moved forward so i would say that western cape devolution uh, devolution working group was a was a was a was a was an incredible success and it, albeit that we haven't necessarily got to the end of that and i think it will continue to run after the fact so you know that, i think it was, it was the right thing at the right time but obviously right now in the elections we're not all looking to work together nicely we're, we're looking to beat the hell out of each other and find a winner and then afterwards we we can, we can get together afterwards and nurse our wounds <laughs> uh yeah and i think the devolution group is a good thing and you know action uh, society is part of it um, who are not a political group, and I think uh, Cups of Forum is also part of it, not a political group. So you have some activists in there that are also probably, probably putting pressure on the politicians and keeping them in check, which is great. Um, and just very quickly, the uh, Provincial Powers Bill, uh, the Western Cape Provincial Powers Bill, um, 
very just very briefly, you know, why why is that bill caused? Uh, and I'll probably flash a headline now where uh, the ANC was very upset about this bill because they said that they're going to make Western Cape ungovernable. <coughs> wasn't wasn't the ANC it was a party or whatever, but um, basically threats, you know, if the DA lets or pushes this bill any further than uh, ANC or parties that align with the ANC are going to make the Western Cape ungovernable. Why? Why, Phil? Why, 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 why are there people that are scared of this provincial powers bill when it's not even secession yeah. well look so so, so you so you, you've 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 got <clears throat> look at let's be very simplistic in, in terms of you know you've got two ends of the political spectrum if you think in terms of the the, the i'm not talking about the far right but let's talk the center right see so, so on one side you, you you've got a group of people who ideologically want to devolve powers they want to they want to have less and less powers with the state and more and more powers with the people um and you know you know, so, so they're effectively they're the decentralizers, uh, and and that's everybody on the devolution working group is a decentralizer. Obviously, Cape Independence is the ultimate decentralization, but but we all believe that we want that. And then on the other side of the scale, you've got the centralizers, the people who want to always take power away from the people and concentrate in the centre. And of course, that's the ANC, the EFF, or the state must own all land. We must have a state bank. We must have. So you've got this ideological fight between people who want the state to have have more and more power against people who want the state to have less and less power. And this is the battle. So this is effectively the whole battle around that. So the Western Cape uh, uh, Powers Bill is, is, is about... Uh, you know, ironically, it's it's not, it's, you know, it's not going to do much about getting them, uh, but 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 it, but it's about claiming them. It's a sort of statement of intent. We're going to try and take powers away from the central government, and obviously the right are totally in support of that. And on the left of the spectrum, you've now got the ANC and the EFF and their cohorts saying, "Over my dead body, uh, we want more state-controlled power, not less, and we're not going to allow you to do this." So it's just an ideological battle. And look, frankly, you know, the ANC to make any. It was a bit of a laugh, isn't it? Because they've already made the whole country ungovernable. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> um, well, what do you think? Do you think? Do you think uh, this this thing will go through? Do you think? It'll have to. It'll absolutely go through. Ironically, um, look. So, 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 this is the classic case. What do we think? We that we think that bill is 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 very weak and ineffectual. Um, and it's a compromise. And actually, it's a compromise because the DA didn't want to pass the stronger bill, which we wrote. Um, so, so you know, you know the history. We wrote a bill. We spent a year trying to get the DA to pass it. They loved the idea at the start. It was one of those things that they said they were going to get behind, but just never did because, you know, they, they, they were a bit small in the ball department. Um, and so, they, so that we end up in that situation where... L, what were they were going to do? The Freedom Front Plus said, well, to the DA, if, if you're not going to bring it, we're going to bring it. And the DA and the Freedom Front Plus tabled that bill. And that's the bill that's got the real balls. That's the bill that's got the teeth. That's the one that would really terrify the, the ANC. And, so and which bill is, sorry, which bill is that? The Western Cape People's Bill. Ah. And then, and then the DA were then on the hook. They were, hell, what are we going to do? We, 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 we say we want federalism, but how do we vote against this bill? How do we vote against the Western Cape people? And then somebody clever at the DA obviously said, well, look, let's not vote. Let, let's not do that. Why don't we quickly write our own bill that's a little bit weaker and, and not quite so forceful, and we'll table that bill instead? And then, and then, and then actually, we, n nobody can accuse us of, of not pushing for federalism. So they wrote this slightly more feeble bill. And ironically, the AN 
MNC are up in arms about the feeble bill. Um, so, I mean, what you know, at the end of the day, the, the, the other bill is, is and of course, the other the, the other bill. It was written by a bunch of racists, <laughs> proposed by a bunch of racists, uh, and uh, I was part of the team in Parliament that proposed that bill. And of course, we uh, it was a comical act. I can't remember what we got called by the EFF and, and the ANC that day, but it was the usual bunch of troll of, of, of tripe. Um, and um, so it's a funny situation. That's so that's the reality. Yes, this will pass because the DA have got an outright majority. They will pass that bill without question. In the end of the day, it's a signal of intent. It won't deliver much because it because it still requires the, the Western Cape government to go and ask the national government for the devolution of powers. Um, and that's where the People's Bill was a much more powerful bill because the People's Bill um, didn't claim because it already exists, but it, it recorded that the Western Cape people had a right to self-determination and therefore Mr. Ramaphosa, uh, dear ANC, we don't need to ask your permission. Uh, we are entitled to these things, uh, and we're and and we're going to claim the devolution of powers. Uh, we're going to demand to control policing. We're going to demand the the ability to collect their own taxes. And that was the difference between our bill and their bill, which is, please, Mr. Ramaphosa, would you nicely give us control of the police? At which point he says, "F off" once again. Where our our bill was 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 obviously very very different. Um, but I I mean, yeah, that, that's where we are. Their bill will pass. This battle's got a long way to go. So, so, so you've got this funny situation on one side that it's seen as a very radical bill by the ANC, whereas for us and the Freedom Front Plant, it's it, you know, it's it's it, 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 it's hopelessly weak. Yeah, Morky, you seem like you have a question. No, no, I just wanted. I'm just trying to figure. Why would they? Why would they write like? Why would the DA go ahead and then do like a weak bill? Like, why not just claim the powers? Like, what is the? What is the strategy behind that? Like it's 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 because um, the DA, and I've this is like I've often said on my channel like I have issues with the DA as much as they run the Western Cape very well and all that stuff, and uh, I have always felt that the DA doesn't have a backbone, that they're scared. Yeah. There's always a reason. Like even when I've spoken to Helen Zilla or Natasha Mazzone or whatever. There's always a reason why they can't do something. And as Phil's alluded to it as well. Like there's always a, a, oh, we can't do it because of this. Or we can't do, oh, well, actually we can't do that, you know. But it's like, yeah, you can. Like you can. You just, for whatever reason, don't want to. Um, but in my opinion, that's, that's my opinion, uh, Phil. No, no, you're right. You're right. I was just uh, sorry. I was. I was just going. I was just going to support you on that, and and, and I was going to give you the reason. The, the reason is that the DA have been in power for 15 years. You know, so the, yeah. so the so the current status quo is rather good for them. They like it. Why do they want to rock the boat? The boat's very comfortable for them. They've been in power for 15 yeah. years. So so you know, if they were out of power, they'd be a much more radical party. You know, but now they've got they've got everything to lose, and and in their mind, not much to gain. Why rock the boat? Because we kind of quite like the boat. Um, you know, and that's the that's the that's that's the honest answer. That's why they don't rock it. You know, because because but they're captain. The people's bill, right? So so the people's bill is a stronger bill, you say, right? So 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 what happened to it now? Is it dead in the water? Well, it's it's still at committee stage. So 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 what happened? So 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 um. Both bills went to committee. Now, bear in mind that the DA got a majority, so it went to committee. Both of them went to committee as what's called private members' bills. In other words, somebody from the DA tabled the one, an individual person, not not the government, and somebody from the Freedom Front tabled the other. When it went to the committee, the DA used their majority to adopt the DA's bill wow. as a committee bill. So now it became a bill of the parliament. 
But of course, they they had a majority, so 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 it didn't matter what anybody else thought. It became a committee bill. So now and then it was rushed forward, and ironically, uh, it got two adverse legal opinions. So the the provincial parliament, uh, the lawyers in the provincial parliament looked at it and said, "There's something wrong with this bill. You shouldn't proceed with this bill." But the DA said, no, they're just legal opinions. We're going to proceed anyway, because obviously they need that bill, because the alternative is the People's Bill. Um, and the People's Bill was bought by the Freedom Front Plus, which remained a bill. So now what happens is the Freedom Front Plus have got one. There's 40, 42 seats in the provincial parliament. The Freedom Front Plus have got one. They can't pass that bill. They can deliver that bill, but they need the DA to vote with them. Now, the DA don't want to vote with them. But actually, they don't really want to get caught voting against them. So they've done everything they can to slow down that bill. So that bill is currently at committee stage. They got a legal opinion. I've seen the legal opinion. And the legal opinion, fun enough, I think is fundamentally wrong, but it's very, very helpful. So if we get elected into parliament, we will be using that legal opinion. So we've got two choices. I can, I can, we, we could go with our lawyers and argue with their lawyers and say we really disagree with the legal opinion. But there's no point because there's an alternative, which is to take their legal opinion and say, well, you've said we must do X, Y and Z. So therefore, here's us doing X, Y and Z because the X, Y and Z. So what happened in that legal opinion in short is they said that the people's bill that was tabled in the wrong parliament. It should have been tabled in the national parliament. And it's a very technical reason. And I fundamentally disagree that they got it wrong. But in but but then they responded to, to to one of our arguments, one of my arguments in Parliament, which was, hang on a second, but you um uh, you, where else can the Western Cape people express their desire for self determination? The Western Cape people can only express their desire for self determination in the Western Cape Parliament. They can't express it in the national Parliament. You know, so and obviously that made sense. And so the lawyers had to find a way around that. So what they said is this bill should have been tabled in the national parliament. But actually, you've got other ways of expressing your desire for self-determination in the provincial parliament, such as bringing motions. Now, ironically, it's a million times easier to bring a motion than a bill. So whilst I think they're completely wrong, the answer is for somebody to get into parliament and bring a motion claiming self-determination. <laughs> bringing a bill and then when they stand and anyone stands up and said we shouldn't be doing this we can go well there's there's the legal opinion prepared by this house telling us that this is what we should do so therefore we're going to do it so if the referendum party or let me say when the referendum party gets somebody elected into the provincial parliament we will table a motion calling for claiming the right of self-determination for the western cape people and we will hold up that legal opinion when we do it <clears throat> yeah, I was I was going to ask you now, like if you get enough votes and stuff like that, uh, you know, for for to be able to be in Parliament and all that stuff, uh, you can back then the FF plus to push through that people's bill. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, just give us an update because you needed some signatures. Uh, maybe you want to explain that and, and, <clears throat> and let us know how you're doing with that. Yeah, look, we're almost there. It's a bit of a nightmare, but anyway, we're getting there. So, 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 so lots of things. So set up a political party, ironically, a bit of a pain in the neck. Um, you, first of all, you have to get a thousand physical signatures Well, to register your party. Now, it takes a while to get a thousand physical signatures. Um, everybody's name, address, ID number. Uh, so but anyway, we, 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 we did that and it's, we're now registered as a party. Then after that, they changed the law this time. So for, for the first time ever, so now the referendum party exists 
but we still can't contest the election. To contest the election, if we want to contest nationally, we have to get 13,201 signatures. Um, to, to, and again, with people giving ID numbers and all sorts of stuff, and that's not an easy task. Um, and and we, we, we're busy doing that as we speak, um, but we're, looking, we're, we're, we're at about 11,000 now of the 13,000. Uh, and uh, we, we so, so I suspect we'll have it done in about a week. Um, but it's, it's hard work. And it's, it's not, where it's frustrating is it's not, it's, you know, ultimately you can do it, but the amount of time and effort resource that you have to spend on collecting signatures, as opposed to telling people about what your party stands for. And for a very small party like us, it's a nightmare. You know, at the end of the day, it, it, it's a party that's got hundreds of people and millions of rands. We've got this small team of really dedicated people. And actually we've got this constant, monkey on our back of how are we going to get these signatures um you know and it's probably cost us it's probably cost us a hundred grand to get those signatures um you know and that and that's that, and that you know that's that's money that could be spent on something else almost like uh you know by design like the anc doesn't want more competition maybe or i don't know but because um, it is difficult for any party to start i mean you got to go through all these hoops and stuff like that on the one hand, I can understand the frustration, but on the other hand, we already have like enough parties. It's like, I, I, I feel anyway, like the, the ballot is, is, is huge, you know, to, on, on who you're going to vote for and, uh, and stuff like that. So uh, I can see both sides of the argument there. Uh, one thing, though, about the signatures, uh, you said you have about 11,000. I'm sure by the end of this conversation, you'll have 11,001 because I'm sure Mork is going to sign the thing um yes. so so that's cool i don't know when this episode's going to be out but i will still provide a link at the in the description so that if you still need signatures by the time this uh video is out people can go and check for themselves at that link at the bottom you can if you want to support cape independence and you want to uh get cape independence there's only one way to do it which is to vote for <laughs> it and definitely help by putting your name, putting your signature so that these guys can uh, compete in the elections and you will be able to vote for it. Am I saying that right? Perfect. No, fantastic. Awesome. That's exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I agree with you, by the way. You're, 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 yeah, I, I get it. There are lots of people on the ballot that actually some mechanism is sensible. So it's one of those situations where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. It's solving a real problem but it's a pain in the neck because when you're a small party it's one of those things that, that, that is that is you know and um, wouldn't yeah it wouldn't if you're a large party with these you know hundreds of millions of rounds of budget it's 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 very easy to fix when you when you're a small party it's 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 a, it's a, it's a challenge yeah. but anyway um yeah I'm, I'm i'm starting to run out of questions but i do have i do have one question so um more about you phil uh you know we spoke about your family and uh, you got a big family um how do they feel? I, I know you mentioned your wife is very supportive, but like your exes and your children and your stepchildren, are they uh, are they also calling you racist or are they also behind you? What's happening? There? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, no look, so 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 um, no. Look, what happens? I have a nice, wonderful selection of, of of friends and stuff who are super super supportive, and I'm totally amazed and almost always when we need something you've met so many of my friends you won't even know it because you want to hand building a stage i've got a friend who comes and does it you want a photographer there's a friend that comes and does it sound somebody comes and does it so um, and, and my friends have been the most supportive fa family um look it's it's it, it's shit 
to be a, a politician's, uh, yeah, a politician's uh, family. And 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 I, and I don't just talk about me. He looks. So I've spent a lot of time with people like Helen Ziller and Corday Mulder, and and uh, people have no idea how hard those people work. I mean, you know, way way harder. So so you know, and I, and and I feel sorry for them. You look know, different for me. I feel sorry for 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 them um, because they've done it for years and years and years, and you get these absolute shysters in the ANC. You do absolute bugger all, collect a huge salary. Everyone gets painted with the same brush. I know people would have no idea. So 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 if, if, look, if I just tell you a typical so um, yeah a typical week this week, so I would be up at six o'clock this morning writing a press statement here i am at quarter past nine in the evening i'm still at work i've done a day's work in between i've done three interviews tomorrow i'll be i i will be up tomorrow at six i'll drop my kids off at seven i'm working all day then i've got to go through to cape town for a dinner i'll probably get home about midnight tomorrow night i'm up on wednesday morning kids to school at seven o'clock uh, Wednesday evening, I'm, 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 we're running a rally in Durbanville, and I'm making a, a we, we, so a political rally. I'll probably be home 11, 12 o'clock. Thursday, Friday, I work. Saturday, I work. Sunday, um, my my, and even when you're not working, you get a phone call from the media. Can you do an interview? Will you give me a voice note? You, you, you. It's absolutely incessant and 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 insane. Um, and it's fine. I, I, you know, I absolutely love it. It's the best thing I've ever done. But for your family, it's an absolute nightmare. You know, in the, yeah. in fact, what I do, the one thing I've learned to cope is I have. I now have date night on a Thursday and my diary is booked out from five o'clock until midnight and nothing goes in there. I don't care what it is. I don't allow anything whatsoever. Uh, and, and that has been brilliant. Actually, it's allowed me and Jonah to spend really good quality time together. Um, and that keeps us sane. But my, my kids don't see enough of me. My wife doesn't see enough of me. They are super supportive. Um, and, 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 and a shout out to those, you know, those, you, you know, who are the good politicians and who are the bad ones. So, uh, so if, you know, even my political opponents, the, the, the people who are doing the hard yards, you know, the, the, then kudos to them because it's, it's not a, it's, you know, it's not a nine to five job. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, look, if you're, if you're, if you're in, if you're at a big party and you're sitting in parliament, you're well paid. But for most people who are fighting to get into, you know, they work for peanuts and it's, and it's a vocation. It's a, it's a labor of love. Um, but it's the best job I've ever had. <laughs> Excellent. And I'm glad to hear that, uh, you know, you set a, you set time aside during the week. That's very important. Uh, you mentioned that this Wednesday you'll be in Durbanville. Yeah, look, so, so we, we haven't done lots and lots and lots, and I have no idea how this was going to go. But you, you have these little magic moments. So one of the things that's funny, so first of all, I don't know what politics is supposed to be. I've never been a political leader. I've never run a political party. So what does good and bad look like? We're just bumbling through doing the best that we can. But we've started to run rallies. Now, in the beginning, you do everything in your team. And then actually, over a period of time, people start to appear and just do things. And they're really magic moments. So tomorrow's rally is really special. It's it's there's a guy who started a branch in Durbanville. In theory, now we've got 93 branches at the referendum party. Now, some of those might only be three or four people on a WhatsApp group, but some of them are 500 people on a WhatsApp group. Um, and we've, we've got these branch coordinators, we call them, who, who, who we just encourage to promote the referendum party. And we, gave, we give them some of the options they can do. So now we've got a guy, his name's Voter. And 
So a voter in Durbanville has said, I'd like to organize a rally. He's organized the venue. He's organized the time. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll just go tomorrow and turn up and, uh, and, uh, and I'll deliver a, a speech and I'll meet the people there. I don't know if there's going to be five people there or 50 people there. I don't know whether the audience is going to be white, black or colored. And I don't care. But I'm super excited that that um, he is this, uh, you know, he, he, he is somebody who's not part of our inner circle, who's organizing something for Cape Independence. Yeah, just like the, 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 the black guy in Kailisha I'd never dealt with, I'd never spoken to. So if I, you know, somebody phones me up and says, hey, we've got a branch in Kailisha. You know, we absolutely, yeah. And it's so funny, people say you're racist. You have no idea how much we cheered and hugged each other at getting a, a branch in Kailisha. We, we, <laughs> we want people. We want to be inclusive. We're not trying to keep people out. We're trying to get them in. We, and this guy's special. And actually, he's now applied to be a candidate. So we're going through candidate applications. So right now, yeah, our, our, our top 10 candidates will have people of all three races, um, in, 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 yeah, and, and, and it's awesome. So, oh, and, and, and these people just keep appearing and appearing and appearing and doing things. And I don't know where that's going to end. I really don't. But what I can say is, is that there's something, you know, to find all these other people just jumping in and saying, I can do this and I can do that, has a sort of a real, and our movement isn't fun. Yeah, you know, that people say, oh, yeah, which, which billionaire is funding you? And well, nobody is. You know, they're, they're, yeah, we have got bits of money from here, there, whatever. But actually, What's the biggest thing that drives our, mo our movement is people and some of the most amazing people you can imagine. There's a, there's a lady at our office, Lila. Um, she followed us on Twitter. When we opened our office, she turned up with a bottle of, of champagne and some flowers and said, how can I help? Sweet. She now works full time. Uh, yeah. For nothing, she just she can't. She's the first person in the office every day at seven o'clock. She comes and she works for nothing just to help, and she's absolutely indispensable. And that is the story of our party. And you know, frankly, even if we lose, we've won. It's the most amazing, amazing thing. Well, um, you've said that you need. Okay, so first you got you got eleven thousand signatures. I'm sure you'll make the deadline. Uh, to be able to compete in this year's elections, then you need a hundred thousand votes, which I mean, the Cape Exit, which is not a political party, but they are an advocacy group as well, or, or um, an organization that also uh, supports and advocates for Cape Independence. They have a database of over eight hundred thousand signatures. Who I mean, like if they give you access to that database, I'm sure you can get your hundred thousand votes, but. Then again, you, you don't even need the Cape Exit technically because you guys are doing the rallies, you're doing all that kind of stuff. You know, you're on social media, you're on interviews. And I know for a fact that there are people that love this idea because the movement has grown. The fact that people talk about it almost almost every day because you hear about it at some point. You hear about it in the news, you hear about it in radio interviews, even a, a, a around Bryce or on, on X, on a space. You know, um, the other day I was listening to, um, you know, Mork and I did a thing on it, but there was another, um, I think it's an international uh, uh, profile, Dr. Fucci or something, not not, not the American guy. Uh, not that guy. Uh, not that guy. It was a woman. Um, and she, something Fuji Benedict something. Um, she was having a space on X, and she was talking about Cape Independence and asking people about Cape Independence. And I, I saw, um, 
what's his name rob uh, rob was on there rob uh, Dagen. Oh, yeah, yeah. um he didn't say anything i think he listened for a bit and then also uh just had to drop off but uh it's again it the, the point is it's a random profile on x i didn't see anything special about this profile other than a lot of followers talking about cape independence and it sounded like these people were in england asking <laughs> south africans about cape independence other things as well about you know crime and how bad the situation is in south africa but the fact that that was part of that that cape independence topic whether the people on there agreed with it or not were actually talking about it. that was something five mm. years ago six years ago you wouldn't have seen um so the fact that people are talking about it uh is is a testament to what you guys have done but also People are talking about it because it's it's in, it's interesting. Number one and number two, I think there's a silent majority with it. I think there are a lot of yeah. people that want it. They won't say it openly, but they want it, and they will give you that signal. I I I think you will get your hundred thousand. I really do. I I I will be like I I wouldn't say there's no hope if you don't get it, but I will be very shocked if you don't. Like I'll be like okay. You, Phil, get your people, do an investigation, make sure that no ballots were missing or or some dead person didn't like come alive or whatever. You know what I mean? Like just make sure that everything was counted properly. Uh and 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 yeah. So um I don't know. Uh that's 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 my opinion. I think I think I think you guys can do it. Mork, do you have anything you wanna add or ask? No, I I think they can I think they can do it. I I mean I think it's a cool idea. I mean, I didn't know much about it, and I've been learning. And yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> Go independence. <laughs> but I like the I like the idea of a wall. If, if we can build a wall, that'd be <laughs> keep those Joe burgers out. <laughs> You're not helping, Mike. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. like, you guys for, for the rallies, you tried doing like the vibe where you you get someone to donate a whole bunch of cows. And then give a free bri and then give everybody like food parcels and then they get the signatures because you can fill a stadium and doing it that way i'm just I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> also all promised them free stuff like free houses free everything i was watching a uh, somebody oh you sing so, so you know how you get you had like a little media tip for you like how to get like trend you say something really bad about people like you want to i don't know maybe shoot a certain race and then you do this thing it's just Hey, we saw John Steenhuisen doing this weekend, didn't we? Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what was I was actually thinking, is he, was he trying to do that to sort of get like oh, a little bit word. of media exposure? Or okay, so I, I have actually done a video on this. I'm releasing it tomorrow. Um, first of all, it, let's let's have a base conversation about this and then we'll end it. Okay, so so sure. um, I'll, I'll play the clip. Here's the thing. The tune is Kill the Boer. There's been an article, it's actually in front of me right now, uh, where some people from the DA are saying that it wasn't 
it was the song Kill the Boer, or the tune of Kill the Boer, sorry, the tune of Kill the Boer, but it was a spoof of the song. The lyrics were completely different. Some say the lyrics were about uh, John Steenhazen becoming a leader. Um, you know, Ronaldo Haus actually has, has, has been quoted as saying that it was a remix of the Julius Malema song. Um, and that the lyrics were, John is the leader, commander. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that was the thing. Other, uh, there's been other translations as well. Um, but basically, uh, a lot of people are very upset because it's, it's the tune of Kill the Boer. What were you thinking? Uh, it's gotten a lot of Afrikaners uh, upset, and rightfully so. I, I, I do think that in terms of optics, this was a very stupid move for the DA. Uh, but yeah, your guys' opinion. I mean, knowing all that now, what do you think? Uh, Mork, we'll start with you, and then we'll go to Phil. I mean, I think it was, uh, I mean, first off, it, how's that any different from, you know, when, when Julius was singing Kiss the Boer? You know, so it's like, but I think the whole the intention was the intention was to get exposure. I mean, that's what everything has gone down to. It's about how many views you can get, how many clicks you can get, how many people can see your thing, and if they're doing a rally, like you want to get clicks. It's like it's like the thing that I mean, if, if people just learn from Trump. You say something controversial, but as long as it's based in truth, it's going to set someone off. And I mean, I did. I said something the other day, and it was like people got triggered. A mile high but it's like there's what did you say 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 i told people to get over slavery well i mean yeah it's about time i mean no no you, but it's like, and then you the, can't you, know what, you, you can't know what say the, you can't be like too soon like it's not... no, no, but that's the thing and everybody came back going like oh say that about the jews i'm going like well maybe okay let's give it like another 120 years so it's fair <laughs> so it's 200 years and 200 years and then like but like you know it's like at some point you have to go listen I'm not emotionally traumatized about something. But, you know, back to the, the thing with this is like, I think it was sort of strategy. It's like, you know, I always tell people like, like go watch like, what's that, uh, The West Wing. Every episode, if anybody's ever watched political stuff, House of Cards, there's always a team of people going, okay, cool, well, you know what you're going to do? We're going to do this. We're going to handle it this way. There's advisors. Media teams are going, okay, cool, say this and we can get it to trend. That's just how you have to deal in these days. And I think that's that's the reason they maybe played it. I mean, I couldn't give a shit. Uh, they changed the lyrics. There we go. It's not the same song. I mean, it, it, you know, it's like it's the words that matter. It's like the, you know, if they're singing it, they're singing Shoot the Boer. I think that's the bad part. If they change it to Kiss the Boer, it's like, ah, it's not the same thing anymore. Mm, kiss the Boer is still, no. But if they change it to, like, you know, John is the commander now, then, yeah, it is completely different. Yeah. But, Phil. But, I mean, I think Kiss, kiss the Boer, sorry, Kiss the Boer, that whole vibe was, you know, he just, he wasn't allowed to say the words. Yeah, so it's like the same. was still the same. Because yeah. his, the people were singing shoot, and he was going, I never sang it, you know. <laughs> sorry, but, but But, Phil, now that you're a politician, give us your political answer to the question. <laughs> What do I know? I thought it was idiotic. Do you want to say, look, first of all, John is like me. He can't dance, can he? You know, he's real. <laughs> At the end of the day, I, I, played, I played in a band for a while, and the, the bass player was like, oh, Phil, you've just got no rhythm. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so, 
yeah. So, so, so first of all, I'm, I'm definitely not judging. But I mean, for me, it felt really, really ill-conceived at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter. So kind of, what's the upside? You know, I think I put kind of, you know, it, 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 like Bonnie looked like a fish out of water. I mean, clearly that's not his vibe, you know, at the end of the day. So that was, and I, and I think it's stupid because I think for me, it, it, it is a hugely offensive. Yeah, you know, that, that kill the ball thing is hugely offensive. And I, and, and, even if it's meant to be a joke, you know, it, 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 you know, it's kind of like making. I mean, you wouldn't make jokes about the the gas chambers, you know, because it's just not funny. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so, whether it's a parody, whether it's whatever. First time I looked at it, it was almost like, well, is this for real? Um, you know, because it almost just seemed so idiotic. Um, yeah. And you know, I may, you know, if 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 his media team have have, have done that, I think they've badly miscalculated because I just think he yeah. just looked like an idiot. And I like John. I think John's a good person. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. And you've seen all of the DA leaders always seem to get pushed on to do this silly dancing. It's kind of, and actually for me, it's sad, you know, because I always feel, you know, that, that we look, that I love the multicultural nature of South Africa. You know, people say, why would you go live in Iran? It's kind of, well, hell, I don't want to be around one people. I love it. I, you know, when I, when a lot of the houses I've got, I built, literally built. Um, and I worked on a team with people of all races. Um, and that some of the best years of my life it was absolutely fantastic. The vibe was fantastic fantastic really good fun and i love that kind of thing but i mean you you but uh, yeah one of the things that we kind of have in south africa hell if you're white just be white you know if you're black be black you know actually it it, it was so so flipping wrong wasn't it because he just was so out of place Uh, so so the mixture of everything was ridiculous you know in the day it's almost like people kind of have to sort of fit in it's a why would you fit in i'm like no this you know what and it seems to be that the da leaders kind of have to get pushed into doing this ridiculous dancing on stage um which is which is bizarre and actually i don't know if you saw this thing and here's a very interesting statistic um taking it back to politics but gareth von onslin did a fascinating article uh, about uh, a month ago where he broke down who's voting for the da in the western cape now i think the now, now here's the fascinating thing what percentage of black people in the western cape do you think vote for the da uh, I'm gonna go with thirty percent. Shit, I would have gone like I'd, I'd say twenty. Two point six. Oh shit! Two point six percent of black. So you have this ridiculous situation where so much of this is just a farce. It, it's actually kind of a whole show, and 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 the DI are kept in power. And hey, look, they obviously have got black voters, and, and fantastically, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to make this in any way a racial thing. But I mean, yeah. you know, the DA's the DA's voters are predominantly white and coloured, um, and and yet you kind of have this sort of cultural appropriation. Hey, John, dance like a black man, you know? It, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's silly. It's silly. But anyway, there you go. It's, well, it, it, it could be. Sorry. Ask- Mark, but sorry, Mark. Um, but like, you know, it could be, and this is like something I think I mentioned. No, I actually didn't mention in the video, but I should have. It did feel like there was a bit of pandering from the DA side, you know, like. Um, the panda stone. Yeah. Like, we're going to embrace the black culture or, you know, we're going to show John that he's embracing the black culture so he can get more black votes or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that's how it was, but that's kind of how i felt when i watched the video like what are you trying to do here man like um just just be yourself just just hug a black person you don't necessarily have to dance like them um and i think also they're trying to win the votes in uh joburg not necessarily the western cape i think they're i think they're pretty confident with the western cape i think they're just trying to get 
votes from other parts of the province. Uh, that's my opinion anyway. Mark, what did you want to say? Oh, no, no. I just wanted to go. Like, I mean, the whole vibe with them, like, why is their, why is their turnout so low? Why have the, like, the percentage of only 2% of black people voting for the DA? Do you think that is mainly because of, like, the D, uh, the, like, ANC and EF's rhetoric by using the media just to go, like, point fingers and go, you're a racist, and therefore people go, because that's a lot of, like, the sort of middle class media personalities. That's the, that's always the default position I hear from them. It's going, we'll never vote for the DA because, you know, we're not sure if they're racist, but like, it's just accusing someone of racism. There is no racism. They haven't done anything racist. They're going like, ah, oh, is that, do you think that's the main sort of contributing factor to why they're not getting such a massive, you know, black vote in South Africa or the Western Cape? Well, look, so I'm going to say something that's a bit outspoken. I might get myself into trouble, but I, but I think I, this is an issue we've decided to be outspoken about. So I, I think one of the problems we have in South Africa is we have the soft bigotry of low expectations. So we have one set of rules for white and coloured people and a different, well, one set of rules for white people, one set of rules for coloured people, one set of rules for black, for, for, for black people. Uh, and actually, one of the things that we let off, so people talk about the ANC being terrible, and, and, then, and then we kind of completely let off black voters. You know, the most racist people in South Africa at the moment are black and not white. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, and we know if we've polled it, you know, and, and why? Because white people have been conditioned that racism is wrong black people are being conditioned that racism is okay you know, we, you know you don't get people you don't get called out for being black racist you so what, what is our issue and i caused a bit of offense recently and I, but i don't mind and i'll say it again you know one of the biggest issues in south africa is that the majority of black voters are too racist to vote for the best party uh, because they won't vote for you know I, I clearly i've got my issues with the da but if you were voting on merit you'd vote for the da because all statistical facts says the da are a million times better than the anc and why are people voting for the anc and the eff because they're too freaking racist to vote for the da so actually and we know it from our polling so that's the, that's the kind of the underlying issue here and at some point we'll get past that but we don't have the courage to say it so i'm going to say it i don't mind it I, you know, i'm totally non-racial i hate racism i don't like racism uh, but I, but I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I don't like white racism. I don't like coloured racism. And I don't like black racism. And my experience is, is that by far the most racist people I come across in South Africa today are black racists because it's socially acceptable to be racist and black. In fact, we many people even deny that it's possible where actually it's totally socially unacceptable to be white and racist. So it's quite right. It should be socially unacceptable to be white and racist, but it should also be socially unacceptable to be black and racist. And black and South African voters are racist not all but the majority and that I, is why based. that is based as hell dude i love it i love it you heard it here but I, mean, On... I, mean, like, I, I completely sorry if i can just say i completely agree with you Phil, because there's this, so there's this sort of this one thing that I, I i usually talk to people and going like black economic empowerment that is is racism wrong yes or no yes racism wrong but why is it good when the government does it when it you know because it, oh, but you're correcting stuff. You, but you can't, it's like, it's the ring of power. You can't use racism for good. And that's what the government has said. We're going to use racism for good. But it's like, but then it's not evil. No, 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 no. It's totally evil. But when we do it, it it's totally fine. And then you have the voters going, well, we can't be racist. No, you can. I don't, I don't, I don't buy into the definition of uh, racism, meaning that you have to look at who has the upper hand or more power 
than the other person. Yeah, yeah. and that's where it comes from. That's why they say black people can't be racist because they don't have the power, the social, the social, what's it? The societal power. In America, maybe. Because the blacks systemic, are a minority, but even systemic then, racism is in South Africa. It's like no, but I agree with you on that. But what I'm saying yeah. is, like in America, where that definition comes yeah, from, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, totally. th- because the blacks are the minority, but but even there in America, it doesn't it doesn't make a difference because there are blacks that are very powerful that are in government, uh, and they have power, hmm? but they're also allowed to be racist with some of the uh, what's it the. Uh, what's what? It's like the BE, but it's in America. What's it? Uh, affirmation, affirmative action. affirmative action, that kind of stuff, yeah. right? That's racist. Sorry, but it is. You know, th- th- at any point when you judge someone, when you criticize someone, when you don't allow someone to do something or say something based on the color of their skin, when you really? don't vote for them based on the color of their skin, when you don't talk to them based on the uh, uh, color of their skin. And only that, that is racism. It's as simple as that. Simple. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who has the power. It doesn't matter who's rich or who's not. It doesn't matter who has land or who doesn't. It is simply that if you are discriminating against someone because of the, on the basis of the color of their skin, you are a racist. Yeah. 100%. All right. And on that note... The very based note. <laughs> um, Phil, thank you so, so much. We've gone thank way so over time, but it's been absolutely phenomenal. I've really enjoyed this conversation, getting to know a lot more about you. Um, I wish you the best of luck with the referendum party, as I always do. And you know I'll have you back on the show anytime on my YouTube channel. Uh, but before we go, uh, please, is there anything you want to say as we sign off? and let people know where they can find you. No, no, look, it's fine. But look, I, I think you're going to put the show in, in the link, uh, the Referendum Party website, CIG website. It's been great, great to get you to chat to. And it's been, you said it was going to be a different conversation and, and we're ready for that. It's been good for us to chat and to, and to, and to, to, to sort of, you know, get behind the, uh, the the people and we definitely must do that uh, that 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 bry um and mork you must come too um uh, you, you must get to know mork uh and uh yeah let's <laughs> way too much beer and then and then tell all the stories that we see yeah. um <laughs> phil i think you're gonna want mork to move in with you if you experience what mork does on a smoker <laughs> mork loves to smoke anything and everything and he's really good at it. Very okay. tasty stuff. So we got to okay. make something well, happen there. Thanks. <laughs> we're, going, we're, going, we're going to have a smoke fest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been, well, actually, I'll do my son off just now. So uh, Phil, we'll say goodnight to you. So once again, uh, thank you so thank much you for so much. for joining us. It's, it's really been a blast. Cheers. Awesome. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was Phil Craig from the Referendum Party. As we mentioned, all the links in the description below. Mork, how do you feel? That was awesome. I, I loved it. It's nice having an actual, like, a, a normal conversation about, about stuff, you know. I'm still yeah. a little bit confused on certain things. Like, um, I mean, I think we can probably have, like, a, some different time we can chat about it. Because, yeah, but, like, I, I, I like the guy. It's nice. It's nice having to meet the person. You go, like, oh, this guy's this guy. And this is, he's like this. And it's like you actually speak to someone. You go... This is this person's principles. This is what they believe in. They're non-racial. They did it. These things. You go. Okay, cool. That's how they are. 
Yeah. And it's not what someone else says. It's like speak to the person. If you're not sure when so- someone about someone and someone said this person is like that, the first thing you go do is go listen to what the person has to say. And it was actually amazing to chat to him. I loved it. Awesome. I'm glad. Uh, we'll get into maybe another discussion about cave independence somewhere, maybe closer to the elections. We'll see. Or maybe after the elections. Uh, but, uh, yeah. you know, maybe Mork, you should go on the website if you have any confusion. Uh, but... no, I was. I was busy reading it before and during. And I was like, you know. Oh, no wonder you were so quiet. Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to understand stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, say in this country. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, for listening in. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, drop a follow uh, or subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification so you know when the next episode is coming out. And uh, yeah, like, you know, if you're listening in, come see us on YouTube because there's visuals. We look pretty. Yeah. And uh, if you're um, watching on YouTube and maybe you didn't have time to finish the entire podcast, well, then go to go to Apple podcast or Spotify and download the episode and download watch it, it when you can. Play it. Yeah. hundred percent. Mork, once again, thank you so much, man. This was this is really Thanks, fun. Guy. It was super fun, man. I loved it. Always love it. All right. Are you going to do I'm going to I'm going to give you the honor today, Mork, because you didn't say a lot today. So. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching. Remember to leave a comment and stay based. <laughs>